There you are. Are you all right? Hello. It's all right. You can come out. Look around. Trees. Wind. Grass. Animals. Just peace. Maybe a mysterious kind of peace. Gentle. Soft. And green. It's all right. Come on out. Sit with me. There we are. Hmm? Yes. The city is fading a bit, isn't it? I noticed that, too. I brought the trees and the woods and the forest back. Just for tonight. The city is still there. Looming and concrete. But it's... A little transparent. Ghostly. I thought we might like to be here tonight. Here, where we are not alone, but pleasantly solitary, perhaps. With each other, of course. You, me, my forest, and whoever else is coming to visit. It's difficult to write. It's difficult to talk. It's difficult to do anything right now. Except breathe. In. Out. In. Out. Even that takes a good deal of patience and practice. It's about all I can do in the face of overwhelming disharmony. Disharmony is part of the world. Chaos is certainly there, maintaining balance. And, as much as I struggle with it, cruelty is also part of the world as are apathy and greed. It saddens me to say that. They are unfortunate realities. But we have to fight to maintain the balance, if we can see it. Try to do that here, with me, if you can. For example, do you hear... On the wind, far, far away, as if in another world. Perhaps in the ever-fading concrete world. Not fading forever, but just for now, so that you can breathe a little bit without it. Just relax and leave it for now. But maybe you can still hear. I hope you can still hear.
some cries, shrieks on the wind, faintly. I can. I keep thinking, I'll sing a song, I'll play some music, I'll drown it out. But it is important to listen to it. You know, I scream sometimes, in the darkness of the night, between the shadows of the trees, as the moon peeks behind clouds. I'll shriek and shriek and shriek, and my voice is strange and distant and echoing and ghostly. And I wonder if, somewhere, someone is listening and hearing me. That helps, for some reason. I've been doing it a little more than usual lately. Maybe that's why I needed to change the scene, flip a switch and turn the apartment building to the forest again, turn my glasses and socks and sweaters and bank accounts and work schedules and screens and the need to prove that I am functioning just fine in a world that is absolutely not functioning just fine. Turn all of that into... Willow trees. Riverbanks, distant singing, phantom whispers, good friends, strangers, all listening. Sometimes the best thing for feeling frightened is just allowing yourself to be. I asked my cards a question. I asked my tarot cards what my heart wants. What my heart needs. I hope that I will receive a message that is also for your hearts, too. But as always, take the message with a grain of salt. Take a grain of salt anyway for protection, for there are spirits here. I shuffled, and as I shuffled, I felt my heart breaking, breaking, breaking up into little tiny pieces, breaking wide open, in fact, and desperate to give me that message. It was the reversed Eight of Swords again. This is the sixth time I've seen this card. I saw it only four episodes ago, when I asked, what should I create? And now I asked, what does my heart need? And it came again. I suppose what we need and want should be the things we create anyway. Don't you? The Eight of Swords depicts someone bound and blindfolded, trapped, hopeless, surrounded by a field of sharp swords. Dangerous territory, 
difficult situation. But there is a way out. The person simply cannot see it. And even more so, when this card is reversed, the field of swords becomes even less perilous because the person can simply let go and fall to freedom. So the card upside down refers to a self-limiting perspective that is hurting you. The need to release negative patterns or cycles in your life that are keeping you locked up. Something inward and negative, keeping you stuck. Your freedom is attainable. You can create your freedom. You just need to open yourself to the possibility of it. That is what the card means. And that is what my heart needs. Obviously. Otherwise I wouldn't have received this card so many times. What about you, my friend? What is this card for you? We've certainly talked about it enough. Go on. Tell me. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Very exciting. It keeps showing up and I think to myself each time, Have I not let go? How much more can I let go of? Have I not already freed myself? Found a way out and onward? Let myself fall to freedom? What else have I been clinging to with bloody fingers? The truth is, we are never done. We can never really let go of everything. Of course we cannot. But the journey will be sweeter as long as we keep trying, I think. To release the human need to cling to structures, both concrete and imaginary, and allow ourselves to still walk among each other and progress how we must, but at the same time working together to move forward and help everyone, all of us, every single last one of us, be free and without suffering. An impossible task. Utterly impossible. But it is the task we have. First, we just have to let go of everything that tries to tell us not to even try. My heart takes turns soaring and sinking, flying and falling. Does yours better than staying silent? A still heart is a cold heart. Hmm? What's that? Why are we here? Oh, I see. Well, we've always been here. That's all. So, just relax. Enjoy it. It's yours. It's all of ours. Just rest. 
Hmm? Oh, yes, them. I've brought them back lately, haven't I? For more than one episode. Yes, I've been thinking about them. They've grown larger. Their eyes glow brighter and more fiercely red. Their teeth are even sharper and even bloodier. And there is even more gold tucked away in those awful fangs. And yet they're still so hungry. So, I've been thinking of them because, you know, I keep seeing them. They don't go away, these awful things that aren't wolf or lion or bear or even human, but worse than all of those. They've been chasing me since episode 101 when I first wrote about them. And I got tired of it. I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of hiding. So I faced one down. You know what happened? It didn't attack. It snarled and yapped and growled, but it did not bite or claw. It just stood there, making a big noise. That's all. So eventually my fear subsided. My breathing slowed. And you know what? It began to disappear. Of course it did. I'll show you. You try. Look, there's one right beside you. If you'll permit me, let's try something. I'll show you something. It might be a bit scary at first, but that's what we're here for, isn't it? I understand if you'd rather not. But if you're willing, don't look away. Isn't it frightful? Isn't it awful? Isn't it just everything you despise and fear and all the things you think are the worst parts of the world? Don't look away. See the blood on its teeth. See the malice in its eyes. Hear the hate in its growl. Isn't it despicable? Don't look away. Don't look away. Don't look away.
It's there. But what if, just for now, even as it stands here, ready to feast, what if you just breathe and try to enjoy the forest anyway? For example, isn't this a nice song? Don't look away from the beast. If you lose sight of it, it might surprise you. Best to keep looking. But that's no reason to not enjoy pleasant music. Don't mind it as it screams. It'll do that to try and get you to tremble. I'll just turn the music up a bit. And it'll help if you just breathe a little more deeply. There we are. Yes, it's salivating and pawing at the ground with its immense talons now. Yes, it's coming so close to you that you can smell its breath. Yes, the gold coins are so shiny and new, it's hard to not look at them instead of the beast's eyes. Keep looking in its eyes, though. And keep breathing. You want to sing along? Singing along helps. Did it disappear? I thought so. I'm proud of you. No easy thing to do. The beasts never really mattered. They're just images, nightmares looking for a heart to live in. They need to go somewhere. Best to keep an eye on them, but not give them too much power. Hmm. Them. Yes. Up on the hill. Watching the forest from a great height. Surveying over all that they have dominion over, or so they think. In their fine hooded cloaks, hiding, watching, waiting. No. Those ones are not illusions. 
Those are just people. That's all. They're not to be feared. I wanted to say they're meant to be pitied, but that is not true either. I think the less we listen to them, the better. I know they make quite a noise. Ah, the beasts are back. That's all right. We know what to do. Maybe we should sing again. Once upon a time, there was a little bat hanging upside down in his little cave. He couldn't see anything, not because it was so dark there in that cave, which it was, but because bats cannot see very well at the best of times. Every day he scooped up what he could, Maybe he'd snatch a fly or a moth as it passed by midair, or he'd swoop down to the floor of the cave to munch on a juicy beetle or a fat little frog. Or maybe he'd swoop down to the little river that crossed through the cave and grab a minnow in his feet and snack on that. But he did not enjoy eating little frightened things that never saw the light of the moon. Nor did he enjoy being a little frightened thing that never saw the light of the moon. You know what bats do have, though? They have excellent hearing, 
through screeching and crying out in the night, sometimes even making little whisper-like sounds. They can locate lots of things. They can get a clear image of their surroundings. They can find their way to good food and fly freely in the night. But you see, this bat was all alone in this cave, and no one had ever taught him that. He didn't know he could sing. So he stayed put and ate up little frightened things that never saw the light of the moon. And you are what you eat, so they say. But one night, he heard something. Something not too far away and not muffled by moist stone walls as most sounds from within the cave were. This was something outside. He cried out in joy. He wept at the loveliness of the sound. He'd never heard a song before. How wonderful, how joyful, how heartbreaking, too. It was everything, this song. He had to follow it. As he cried out, he suddenly realized he did not see the cave. Not exactly, but he, he could feel it by calling out and having the sound bounce back to him. He didn't know he had such a wonderful power. He didn't know he had such a clear roadmap to fly towards something else. And so he did, flying up, up, up through the little tunnels and channels in the stone. He went up and up and up, and though he couldn't see well, there was a light, a distant light, soft and silver. And so he followed it. He heard other things. The forest. It was the sound of the forest. He'd never heard something so sweet. And soon he squeezed his way through a little tunnel in the stone, and then felt cool night air on his beautiful little wings. He smelled the leaves, the rain, the grass, and he couldn't help but weep again. But when he wept, he saw the trees, the owls, the birds, other bats, everywhere, singing, flying bats. He could see, ah, he could distinctly smell, sweet, ripe, nutritious fruit, too. No more frightened little cave animals to munch on. He could see this forest and the creatures in it. Not the imaginary beasts, those ones have long disappeared. But he could see you, and me, even the cloaked figures on the hill, and all of it, even the most frightening parts, made him sing. The Eight of Swords, upside down, is a little bat clinging to the ceiling of a little cave. So are we all often. Not always, but often enough.
take heart. Let it go. And sing. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me this week for episode 195 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is your host, writer, narrator, podcaster, composer, etc., Kristen Zaza. I appreciate you for being here with me tonight. It's a sad week, and my heart breaks for my American listeners, especially those of you in Texas. I don't have any words. I don't think I can offer any comfort, and I think that comfort in times like this must often wait for anger and sorrow to come through first. I hope that anger and sorrow can bring about change for you that might prevent things like this from happening. As a teacher, and a family member of teachers, and someone who loves the children in my life, and frankly, as a human being, my heart breaks with you. Take care of yourselves and get good rest, my friends. I'll be very quick and just say that if you enjoy the show and want to contribute by helping me get ready for making Season 3, you can support on a monthly basis through Patreon or one time only through coffee.com. There are some perks available through Patreon. Learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. And my coffee link is ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. We have t-shirts and hoodies for purchase at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. It's also great if you have a chance to leave me a rating and a review on iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever else you like to rate and review podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at dark cold night podcast, on my Facebook or YouTube pages just called on a dark cold night or on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. Thank you again for listening tonight. Thank you for staying with me through my explorations and ramblings and meditations and dissolving of character and my singing out and all this other stuff that I'm insecure about most of the time. All little, tiny, petty fears, nothing but imaginary. And so something else to let go of on my part. Maybe on yours, too, if that's helpful to you at all. But the Eight of Swords is about perspective. Can you shift yours? Can we shift ours, collectively, towards compassion? I'll leave you with a short quote by Ram Dass, who said, Compassion refers to the arising in the heart of the desire to relieve the suffering of all beings. So with that thought, once again, get good rest so that you can wake up and, if you want, if you're with me on this, try to let go as best as you can of the things that keep you from embodying that compassion. I'll be trying with you.
Good night, my friends. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.